Welcome to the Gumboots by the Sea podcast. Time for you to connect to soul, celebrate you and to experience inner peace and empowerment. Each week, Gumboots by the Sea will bring you soul balm and some magic for each of us. I'm your host, Kate Darnell, founder of all things Gumboots by the Sea. It's so wonderful to have you here with me right now. This week, Sarah K. Jones is joining us to speak all things the eight healing archetypes and the play space of the sanctum. Founder and creatrix of the healing archetype system, Sarah K. adores the fusion between practicality and the otherworldly. She lights up in nature and holds integrity in high esteem. So enjoy this very special conversation with myself, Kate Darnell of Gumboots by the Sea and the divine Sarah K. Jones, the creatrix and founder of the Healing Archetypes System. The Gumboots by the Sea podcast is recorded and produced on Birupai country. I would like to pay my respects to the traditional custodians of this land and their elders past, present and emerging. May we each acknowledge the Indigenous owners of the land from wherever we're listening from. Welcome, Sarah K. Jones, to the Gumboots by the Sea podcast. Thank you, Kate Darnell. Thanks so much for joining us. It's an absolute treat. I'll have to try not to get my like high-pitched, excited voice on um, because that's how I always get when I'm in the presence of you, divine friend and mentor. Um, Sarah K. Jones has been working in the wellness and energy healing um industry for her whole adult life so coming up 22 years of magnificence so you've certainly um i reckon let's just jump right in and say you've certainly seen the the bs side of Mm -hmm. the spiritual healing world um but also you're certainly living like the the true new earth vibrations and um the essence of of true energy and connecting and working with energy as well right uh thank you yes (laughs) yeah i personally in the time that i started working as a reiki practitioner when i was 20 uh i feel as though in the last 21 and a half years yep (laughs) 22 there has been a lot that i've seen in terms of trends in terms of um all variations of modalities, you know, in our industry. And, you know, in the early years, I really got caught up in the, oh, no, I, I can't cha- charge for what I do. Oh, no, I couldn't possibly take something in exchange for the 14 hours that I have invested in this client. Um, and, you know, I've also really went through phases of getting stuck in, and caught up in a lot of hype and caught up in a lot of um, silver bullet empty promises as well. And it, it really took a lot of trial and error and a lot of playing with uh, different modalities as well as working with different, um, I guess, flavors uh, in order to really figure out what was going to make the best of me show up 
and it wasn't often it wasn't what other people had told me it was and you know it was through that process of investigation as well as accumulating a lot of friends in the industry in so many different modalities that I started to observe certain characteristics that were very common between friends and colleagues and you know I was an epic workshop junkie I was out five to six nights a week this is long before I had a child <laughs> um you know going to oh what's on tonight oh there's a drumming circle oh what's on tonight oh there's a new moon that you know that uh -huh. and I immersed myself for a good decade in every possible visceral experience both physical and non-physical and through that I feel as though I not only got a very intimate taste of the industry quite broadly in its full spectrum, uh, it also allowed me to really fine tune what was my makeup, like what specifically, what archetypes made me who I was and what was I attracted to, what worked for me. And as a part of that, what also came naturally to me what really expressed through me without any force without me trying to make a part of me um be something it's not <laughs> yeah ah enter the healing archetypes mm. and the work of the eight healing archetypes that has been out in the world now for quite some time probably like, seven or eight years yeah yeah um and the, the Gumboots by the Sea community, um, I'm pretty certain that most listeners would already know that um, meeting my lead healing archetype was definitely what helped me step out into, I think, truly embracing all of me, not trying to fix myself um, and owning my, my own modality, being the modality that is me and definitely encouraging others to do that as well. So um, share with us. Sarah Kay, um, about the eight healing archetypes and how they really landed for you um, and how they're here to serve and support the world. Excellent. <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> the summarised version, however, <laughs> the abridged version of the epic unfolding of it, really was, uh, it was ultimately the, the birth of my daughter, Luna, that really allowed me to bring together all that I had been observing probably over about 11 or 12 years. So in that first decade in the um, healing industry, as I mentioned, it's like I've got one of those brains that seems to categorize things and orders and sorts things. So I can look at a landscape and, and, and literally count how many square shaped things I can see in my view. Like that's the way that my mind works and loves to sort things and categorize. And so what I thought was me being incredibly judgmental of my friends and my colleagues of, oh gosh, that, that, that one's got a bit of repressed anger or that one's excellent at you know being able to nurture others but really struggles to nurture herself and you know over a decade of doing that I actually realized that there were clusters and groups that were starting to form in my mind and when I gave birth to my daughter I had a lot of time on my hands as she wasn't sleeping and was requiring a lot of breast milk in, in the first year of her life and so I would sit there for hours on end either on the couch or in the bed and just what I didn't fully understand what it was at the time but it really was an 
a deluge of information that came. I'd just be sitting there daydreaming and I would hear things and see things and, and feel things quite physically as well. So I would do a lot of writing. I would get the voice recorder on my phone and within the first few months of her existence, Earthside, I had constructed which what is now the quiz that people do to discover their lead healing archetype hasn't changed much since Mm -hmm. that day, seven and a half years ago. Uh, And I, in that time, in that first couple of months of her life, I was also able to, on lots of different random pieces of paper, actually isolate what were these clusters, what were these groups? Oh, my God, they're, they're not groups. They're actually archetypal forces. There is an archetypal nurturer that exists. There is the archetypal shaman, the archetypal mystic. You know, all of these faces and what also became clear as I looked at them, it's like, yeah, there's there's actually a piece of me in all of those. How can I be just one? And in, again, more extended times on the couch, leaking breast milk, um, (laughs) realized that I had a very strong leaning or representation in one or two of these. One felt natural. The other one I was really avoiding, (laughs) even though I had this pull towards it. I was also repulsed by it Mm -hmm. um which now in the current system is named my lead healing archetype being the mystic that part of me that is just so naturally present it is just the embodiment of who i am and my veiled which is the shaman uh which for many many years really was and continues to be my achilles heel yet my greatest teacher and every every time I know that I've fallen off the wagon, it means that I have somehow not consulted the shaman within, yep. um, and he really pulls me on track. What I also observed through this time, as I really started to play and experiment with, um, you know, so how's this showing up for my friends? So I'd be sending emails and phone calls again in the wee hours of the night, um, or the wee hours of the morning. Pardon me. Uh, and I'd, I'd throw people this quiz. At the time, it was just a random spreadsheet and just like, can you just mark next to this what feels true for you? And I'd do the manual adding up of it. And when I got the result, it was like, oh, that is so you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy cow. And so in the meager beginnings, there was a really beautiful feeling of coherence and and clarity of holy cow i've actually stumbled across this and didn't realize what was happening in the process of what i thought was being um an observer as well as being judgmental in terms of uh you know being quite black and white in the categorizing what i also discovered through conversations with the people in those initial stages was this wasn't just about how these people showed up in the world. It was actually about the piece of the puzzle that they are in the greater matrix of healing that is happening on the planet. It's not just about these people existing in isolation and giving their gifts to a small community. It's about the knock-on effect, the ripple effect of that. So how can this not affect someone on the other side of the planet that they have never met. It, it can't not. And so this is where I started to kind of see that there was a way bigger unfolding and that the system needed someone for it to come through in order for it to be mapped out in this way. 
Wow. For whatever unknown reason, it turned out to be me. Yay. Awesome. Fun. Yep. <laughs> you know, it meant a lot okay. of <laughs> nights of no sleep. Yeah. Um, yet at the same time, I feel as though, you know, the constitution of how my brain is wired, I can see why my what comes naturally to me in terms of the categorizing and the sifting and the, 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 the distilling, it's like, oh, I actually see that from a physiological perspective, I was built for it, if that makes sense. And so whilst the system is relatively complete, there's probably a few more pieces of the system to still really land. There is a real sense of we're only starting to just scratch the surface of the impact of this knowledge and the impact of actually understanding this constellation of archetypes and how they move through us. Um, you know, whilst the quiz itself and the information about the archetypes have been available for seven years, they're still going through their maturation phase. You know, that they, the system is a seven-year-old. And I look at my yeah. seven-year-old, while she can tie her shoelaces, she's not driving a car, <laughs> you know? Yep. But there's still evolutions, I guess. Um, and, you know, more and more folks that come to play with the system and, and, and see how the, um, it can illuminate aspects of the soul. Um, you know, there's still, I guess, more, uh, there's more growth to occur through more people playing and engaging with the system. And then this is exactly as I saw, it's like, this is the knock-on effect. This is the web and the lighting up of the matrix from which it was born. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Which takes us directly into what we were hoping to speak about um, mm. today, which is the play space of the sanctum and mm. the home of the eight healing archetypes, which has been around for a little while but has been physically available for people to come and play in now for wow not quite a year not quite a year wow three quarters that's right um, yeah so it too is still in very um early stages and for our listeners um again they probably already know but i've been working with sarah Kay and the divine sheehan um on the sanctum now for over a year um, and it's a total joy to be able to bring the healing archetypes and that play space, physical and spiritual, to the, um, to the world where they not only, or where um, luminaries, where members not only um, really explore their lead um, healing archetype and meet their veil, but they play with the energy of the season. Sarah Kay, did you ever think that there'd be people hanging around with the energies of the healing <laughs> in this way. I had no, no idea. No. <laughs> it's as, like, as, I can't predict what your seven-year-old's going to be doing. In correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all, I guess all I knew and all I've continued to know ahead of me is, has just been the imperative to keep living the work. That's all. You know, it's yeah. like I might get a hint to, oh, yeah, you know, I should probably do something about my Instagram or, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's a program coming and, you know, and I ran a, a, a program for a few years actually, which was, uh, you know, allowed folks to really play and meet their lead and veiled and merge them together. Um, I often have no clue 
as to, which is ironic as at least mystic, um, <laughs> of, of where this wants to go in terms of the how and in terms of the specifics. Whilst I can see the bigger, bigger, bigger picture, which is this network or this web, it's not necessarily of people, it's of the frequencies of the yes. HAs. Um, there will come a time, and whether it's in my lifetime or whoever is the custodian after me, um, where knowing the const your healing archetype constellation will be like knowing your astrology, like yeah. knowing your natal chart of astrology, and that that is what you continue to reference to, to unlearn mm-hmm. patterns from how you were parented, um, to go through processes of deconditioning, to actually come back to the original template of how you were built from this architectural and archetypal framework. So, no, I didn't see (laughs) (laughs) any of this. How could you? That's right. And yet it's so perfect because, you know, what was also clear uh, through the unfolding of the system, Kate, was how do people actually engage with this in a really resourced way mm. and in a way that's easily and readily available? You know, they don't have to pay hundreds and hundreds. And I, I did that with the program as well. It's, you know, and a part of that was to um, case study and test and observe and you know, really start to look at the specifics of how these archetypes play out for individuals and see where the commonalities are and to see where that, oh, that's the unique flavour of that soul and how it moves through the lens of this archetype. Um, and the necessity of the sanctum and it being the play space and the place to rejuvenate and the place to learn and the place to connect now from this vantage point seems like the most obvious choice before it was an urge but i didn't know why Mm. yes yes i know that um as soon as i share the work of the healing archetypes um with anyone so often the first thing they say is i have language for my soul Mm. i have language for my soul now i knew this but i couldn't completely articulate it or i felt this but i didn't know what it was i i was feeling and and they really do the archetypal energies they really do give us a language for our soul that is so rich um and limitless so 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 very limitless so then to have this very unique space called the sanctum um, which is very new to the world. It's in a platform of, of its own. Um, it exists in the physical, like you can log in and have a login and go and speak the language of your soul with other um, fellow humans, luminaries who are journeying and experiencing, experimenting with their energies of the healing archetypes. But also there's this whole spiritual energetic frequency that dances around us constantly as, as we all are energy. and um, really allows us to step into and honour the magic which is each of us, which is pretty incredible, really. Mm. Mm, Absolutely. And what I've really loved about the Sanctum and how it's evolved, and a part of this was from our intention as facilitators, I guess, who were holding the space, is that this really is a space to honour differences rather than to create any sort of competition because... Mm -hmm. 
because everyone's constitution and constellation is so different and how it expresses through each individual is so different is that there really is, there is literally no room for comparison or competition because it's a, it's not a race of um, how to, you know, be more woke than, than <laughs> the other um, or how to more of my nurturer or how to be more of my inner coat yeah. it just is you know it's it's a it's real more expression exactly it's yeah. just about what is present and what's available and it's so much about the individual and then what is it that the individual is able to bring back into their work bring back into their lives so that that ripple effect can actually occur and it's been really delightful to see people, um, what's the word, play in their lane, if that makes sense, like interact with each other and honour each other, as well as say, wow, I don't have that, but you have that. Unreal. Yeah. And yes. there's, there's, there doesn't, yeah, exactly. There doesn't seem to be any sort of contention there. And one of the things that also through my own experience of the healing archetypes and learning more about my own constellation and my own makeup is there isn't ever going to be another constellation like me. Yeah. And whilst I, you know, I believe that all of us are unique and all of us have something special to offer to the world. We are also part of such a bigger web of humans that in one hand we need to hold our uniqueness and in the other hand we need to understand that we are a part of a global community does that yeah. make sense that we yeah. are not an island that we are not separate and this is it's where those two to not conflicting but two opposing ideas actually come together is in the sanctum where you become you reunite with the collective yep. and you honor your individuality and your sovereignty in how you're built. Ah, uh, how <laughs> nice. What a nice space. And we're actually talking about a real space that people can come and join and play with us. Um, the gates open every solstice and equinox, which again, very intentionally tuning in and working with the energetic frequencies that are around change of season that, it, that do hold around solstice and equinox, but also honoring really see i'm a double guide that will not come as any surprise to any anyone i don't think but really it certainly didn't did not surprise me um but really honoring what the archetypal energies have to say and i think that's what's really um unique about this space is that it's like well what do the healing archetypes want what does the energy that is greater than us that is so beyond our physical predictions what are they guiding us what are they asking us to do and i think that if everyone can tap into that unique source that unique connection that can come from within that doesn't need a, a special spray or a, a special button or anything other than them trusting in their divine sovereign self um, to tune in and tap into some of these vibrant, amazing energies that are here to support. <sighs> How cool is that? Way cool. That's way cool. <laughs> way and cool. it's here. It exists. Yeah. It actually exists. It yep. does. And it also gives folks an opportunity through doing that very thing of listening 
deeply and listening intentionally to their soul and these aspects of the soul. So the, the, the healing archetypes are really just facets or, or um, aspects of the, the greater soul. And, and so we do have pieces of all of them within us. And once we actually have this, this deep listening and this deep presence with ourselves, this is where we start to then, without even realizing it, role model to others, what it looks like, feels like, and is like to be someone who is so attuned to the wisdom of their soul and the wisdom of a greater knowledge. And I think having information shoved down our throats mm -hmm. as healers, shoving information down people's throats, it's done. It is done. Everyone, people are sick of doing it. People are sick of being on the receiving end of it. So the only thing that's really left is to in fact embody and live and role model what it actually looks like to be in rhythm with yourself, to be in rhythm with your soul, to listen. Uh, and I'll say it again, listen deeply yep. and listen intently to what is being asked of you, what is life asking of you, what, is, what are the seasons asking for you. So we're all in this kind of Petri dish, I guess, in the sanctum of, you know, really playing with that and then taking that into our lives and, and seeing the impact of that as subtle or as <laughs> loud as that might be. It's, it's definitely there though. Yep. And I feel like a big part, so this season's all about talking about soul upgrades. And I mean, I've really balked at the word upgrade, but again, trusting that spirit led, that's what the season's called. Soul upgrades. Cool. I really think the only way we can ever upgrade and this is not really a, a very big um, light bulb moment for anyone nowadays, I don't think, is when we completely surrender and go, okay, I am, here I am, this is me right now, right here. That's, that's the secret of an upgrade is pure acceptance, pure listening, tuning in and honouring whatever it is our soul needs. And what a treat that we have the soul language um, thanks to the healing archetypes who really are just there to serve and support and allow you to be all of you. Incredible. Incredible. Exactly. <laughs> so cool. So cool. So, uh, okay. I, I can't not let us close this convo, Sarah Kay, without talking a little bit about the awakened healer then, because I think we've put all little snippets throughout there that we are in this Petri um, dish and we're in the sanctum and we're playing but to truly awaken, we're really getting rid of a whole heap of dogma and a whole heap of um, that uh, robotic style of healing and spiritual healing. For starters, um, we're not broken. We're not here to fix anyone. Um, that it's, it's time and it's okay for us to just be us. And we don't have to wear a certain kind of bead or be a certain kind of person other than exactly who we are for us to truly um, awaken. What are your thoughts on, on the awakened healer and, and how does the sanctum really nurture that? Mm. So the awakened healer as an archetype is in fact the ninth archetype of the system. And this is the, this is the seed of 
what you may call the new earth consciousness or the fifth dimension consciousness, whatever the phrasing, it's all, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And the essence of the awakened healer is the archetypal force that no longer falls prey to the story of the wounding is the way and no longer falls into the story that victimhood is what will attract what's required. Um, In fact, you know, those sorts of like, what's the word? Like really old, old school approaches to, to, to healing and to evolution. It's, they really played an important part in humanity's growth and evolution, but that's also dumb too. That is really dissolving. And the longer that we stay stuck in fixing a wound rather than amplifying what is working and amplifying where the energy actually is, you end up getting stuck in a loop, a time loop, but also an energetic loop that is just a self-fulfilling prophecy round and round and round. And so the essence of the awakened healing archetype is a seed within all of us that all of us that are in service to humanity to raise the vibration in whatever form, you may be an artist, you may be a kinesiologist, you may be a yoga teacher or a, um, a professional development coach in corporate. All of those folks have this seed of the awakened healing archetype, which means that at some level, we understand that there is a way to elevate human consciousness through walking our truth, speaking our truth, being our truth, and fully being ourselves, again, to role model, not to dictate, not to manipulate, not to have power over, but to, in fact, role model and to be the living, breathing example of this. I also want to add that this is not about perfection (laughs) and it's not about cliches. This is not about growing your armpit hair out and wearing purple from head to toe to role model in inverted commas, the perfect healer. Mm. This, even this cliche of what a healer looks like, that is done. It's done. If it is who you truly are and you are the person that wants to grow your armpit hair out and you want to be bejeweled with crystals and purple from head to toe, rock on. If that is you, do it. If you feel like you need to be that, Mm -hmm. I'd question it. So the face of the healer is changing. The face of the person who facilitates transformation without even trying, that is changing. I suspect that there's going to be more and more people that start being attracted to uh, understanding what the healing archetypes are who aren't even healers. And I've started to see it in the last two years. And these are people who are architects who are in, who are actually in corporate training, professional uh, development, uh, who are in the aviation industry, who are in real estate. Yeah. But there's this small smattering of people that are actually starting to realize that all of us have this potential. All of us have this seed of this new earth energy, which is of 
expansion, which is of awakening. And it's also of everything, of the light and the dark as well. It really goes beyond the story of just focusing on the light. And it also goes beyond the story of perpetuating the digging of the shadow that there is actually a space that exists between that and that is sustainable and it's that frequency it's the nature of that frequency that is actually going to make the biggest impact and it is now it yep. is now we're seeing it all around us it might be through the masquerade of covid mm-hmm. but we're seeing this in individuals healers and non-healers alike this this knowing that there's more to us as souls and how we can contribute to humanity and to society by being ourselves in this way yes that's so delicious (laughs) ah absolutely absolutely and a beautiful starting point for for these souls really is the work of the healing archetypes and i can say that on behalf of the healing archetypes and um, a beautiful play space for every soul to explore the language of their soul if they feel called and if it feels like the right fit for them um, is absolutely the sanctum because it's so safe there's there's no you have to have this module completed by this date to be a sovereign soul and an awakened healer it's like come and play, come hang out, explore, Um, find that sweet spot of light and dark, explore the shadows, but know that I think this is a real energy, a real sense of the awakened healer energy I'm getting right now is that it doesn't have to be painful forever. It doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to be in the wound and then back in the wound again. There doesn't even have to be wounds. Um, There can be some real nourishment and goodness in the, um, in the dark and you know that's where some of the best stuff is is birthed from so yes i do hope that this this little conversation um inspires people to at least go take the quiz if they haven't to find out what their lead healing archetype is um if you join the sanctum you you meet your veil that's a, a completely um oh another a whole other concept that helps you truly embrace all of you and awaken to your gifts which is exactly who you are right now. Um, anything else, Sarah K. Jones? I feel complete, Kate. That's I been do fun. Too. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I'll add all the details of where everyone can find everything after our call. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Gumboots by the Sea podcast if you're keen to find out your lead healing archetype and discover your unique contribution to humanity visit healingarchetypes.com this is where you'll find all the information on the sanctum as well gates to the sanctum are open this weekend through our equinox they won't reopen until summer solstice If you've enjoyed this Gumboots by the Sea podcast, be sure to share, like and spread the love with your community and loves. And remember, you can check out all of my offerings at gumbootsbythesea.com. Speak to you soon.